What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Shalom, shalom. Peace and blessings. I'm Brother Priest. And this is Temple of the Most High. Keys to the Kingdom Bible Study. This is open to all of our brothers and sisters who are Hebrews or new to the Hebrew faith to join us on a weekly basis and participate with us as we go through these studies. I have with me today a few of our brothers who are with our Fishers of Men Outreach program. I have Brother E.K. Shalom, brother. Shalom, brother. Happy to be here. Praise the Lord. We have Brother Ramya. Shalom, brother. Shalom, Ma. So we have a topic that these two brothers discussed. Uh, Ramya brought it up to us today, and that topic is legal tender. And I would like to take a stab at this so that we can have a beginning point. Now, although the title is Legal Tender, we're going to begin talking about the creation, what began in the book of Genesis, and we're going to take this to a place that's going to hopefully give you some edification of comprehending what took place in the original creation of the earth and how it is still affecting us today during the time of the prophet Adam and how this is affecting us today. Because Ramya was the one that brought up this topic, I want to turn it over to him to get us started and give us an overview of where we're going to. We're going to do probably two parts, a minimum of two parts on this particular subject. Can you give us an overview of what we'll be addressing, Brother Ramya? Yes, sir. Um, Well, we're going to... Basically, get down to Shalom, Sister Nisha. Shalom, going for and on the record, Agaric and Consort, Tribal Judah. Shalom, Shalom. We're going to get down to the bottom line of the male and female relationship, um, how it came about from the beginning of time to where we are now. 
how that we actually became in the condition that we in as a people. Um, getting an understanding of who the creator is and understanding the attributes of us, uh, why that in the scripture that you read in the scripture and the, the scriptures is telling us um, God created and then it goes into we or us. We're, we're going to create men in the image of or us using those terminologies. Um, understanding that to the point of understanding who we are, um, forgive me, y'all, I'm kind of rusty on talking live, but um, but this is the overview of what are we going to actually come to uh, to get that understanding. Um, and we also going to bring on an overview on uh, what is legal tender? Because legal tender is the main subject of a male and female relationship. You got to understand it through the eyes of law. What is the relationship of a man, his behavior, how he's supposed to stand, how he's supposed to walk, how he's supposed to talk, how he's supposed to live, how he's supposed to treat a woman to where understanding the how a woman's supposed to carry herself, how she's supposed to treat her man, what she's supposed to do, understanding it and on those aspects and I yield. Thank you for that, dear brother. So where I'd like to end is in the book in the book of Genesis And we're going to go over comprehending the original formation of the universe, original formation of man and woman. We'll start from that point. One of the misconceptions about Scripture is that Adam and Eve were the first people on the earth. That's a misconception. Number two is that man was created first, woman was created second. Now, I know that the mass majority of the people on this planet that believe that they know the Bible they are going to believe that man, Adam, was created first and Eve was created second. And you would think that perhaps uh, you can't prove that, not with the Bible. Well, listen, what is being taught to the masses of people that is coming out of this, what they claim is coming out of the scriptures is totally misleading the people. So 
we're going to go Book of Genesis for those who are listening in by recording. You can get your scriptures out. We use the King James Version of the Bible, which is uh, our preferable uh, book of choice, or the King James 1611 Version of the Bible. So let's listen to this. I'm going to start um, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God made man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female he created them. He created male and female at the same time. Now, you can read this for yourself, but if you don't understand the, the, the writers of these scriptures, who they were, you have to understand the culture. These were Hebrews. These were, they weren't being called Hebrews amongst themselves at this time in the scriptures, but they're Hebrews, so they had a particular writing style that we would understand as Hebrews. Now, listen again. You, if you are just now learning about this, if you've never heard this before, verse 27, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God, created he him, male and female, created he them. Now, you have to understand what this is saying because I know you could still think that he created man first in the form of Adam. But what it's trying to tell you is he created both male and female at the same time. So when you're looking at let us make man in our image, this is the most high almighty speaking. And the let us are the twin souls of the most high almighty our creator the spirit of our creator is both male and female and this is why the male and female were created at the same time so if you can understand that part here's the next thing you have to understand The male and the female together, men and women, both 
make up the Most High Almighty. But we were split into separate entities to serve two different purposes so that there is balance amongst all living beings. Brother E.K., what what do you have to share with us? Shalom, brother. Thank you for that. Yeah, so basically, I mean, this is where when we talk about the most highest image in the form of man and woman, where this is where you begin to come to the terms of the divine gender role assignment, assigned to the man and assigned to the woman, and the masculine attributes of that part of the most high is recreated in the man and the feminine as, uh, trait aspects is denoted in the woman. So this is where we have that balance in nature or where other people may say the yin and the yang, so to speak, whatever, but, or the sun and the moon, whatever the case is. So in nature, that's sort of how it's replicated throughout the whole entire earth where there's always two genders, there's the male gender and there's the female gender. And then in that image, you can see the Most High being recreated. And like the brother had just mentioned, we have our roles in fulfilling that balance where the man has to fulfill his obligations as what is described to him as fulfilling male duties. And likewise with the sisters, where they fulfill their female duties in relation to that aspect of being part of the twin souls of the most high. So that's where we could get that balance and understanding that when we see how uh, the likeness, what is the likeness of the most high, you know, the attributes, divine attributes that we're supposed to reproduce within our children and then it goes on for generations. And so that's sort of where we get that balance back to the creation in our youth. Thank you, brother. So that we really understand the us are the dual, the twin souls of the Most High Almighty. Now, I know you hear a lot of different stories. You hear a lot of different set interpretations, but I want to make it clear. What has been carried down for centuries, most Hebrews that you will meet that have been in the faith for a while will tell you that there were people on the earth before the prophet Adam. So when you run into these stories about, or these questions, oh, uh, well, where did Cain get his wife? If it's only Adam, Eve, Cain, and Abel, then how did Cain go find the wife? I know there are some people out there that teach that Cain went and slept with some animal. The reality is, is there were people on there were more than three or four people on the earth before Adam. What is Adam signifying? There's one nature of man that is created. There's one nature of woman that was created. So for however many thousands or possibly millions of years of the earth being developed out of the firmament 
out of nothingness, whatever your uh, mathematics is on the development of the earth, because there's a lot of different ones. Now, the basic one is a thousand years is a day, a day is a thousand years. So when you're looking at on the first day, God made such and such the second day and so on and so forth. So you can count 6,000 years or so. Okay, well, there's a such thing as a great day, mathematically. A great day is approximately 24,000 years. So let me make this clear. Each of these days could be a 24,000 year mark. And I want to suggest to you that if you really understand from a calendar perspective, particularly in the Hebrew faith, that each of these days is a 24,000 year period. Now, these are great days. So it took a certain number of uh, years for the earth to develop, it took a certain number of years for the original inhabitants of the earth to develop because they were originally in a childlike state. So by the time that you arrive to Adam, we're talking about the first sign of civilization and structure of a of a civilized said family. And that's where writing, reading, communication, building, that's where the, the, the technology and sciences of civilization began to germinate. They have already been in motion for thousands of years with the original inhabitants of the earth. And they had to develop. They had to develop writing systems, communication systems, and that took some time. So by the time that you get to the prophet Adam, we're signifying this. He's representing. He and Eve are representing the male and female creations. Brother Ramya, what are your thoughts? You're absolutely right. Uh, when it comes down to understanding the male and, and female, uh, the creation, um, I'm sorry, I had a, uh, a, a mind blank. I'm, I apologize. I'm a yield right there. Mr. Shedrick, are you there, sir? Yes, sir, brother, I'm here. What can you share with us, sir? Um, as I was listening to you, I, you know, one of the things I uh, thought about was I remember before I came into the faith, I always would ask, you know, well, is, you know, the same question, the, the same topic that you just now introduced about Adam, you know, and Eve being the only people on the earth, you know, that was one of the topics that I kind of struggled with myself, but then I realized, you know, hearing the topic that you, hearing the um, way that you explained it, 
it made so much sense as to how our um, how civilization actually began. One of the things that people have to keep in mind is that, you know, when these people were, when you call these people people, um, you're talking about a form of government. And one of the things that people have to understand is that these people were learning and acquiring knowledge about themselves through nature. They were learning about themselves through, uh, I guess you could say, I don't want to say manipulation of nature, but nonetheless, I would say studying nature in a way that it will reflect themselves, um, reflect how they are supposed to be, uh, reflect the way that they act, the way that they do, and they connect these different things to, uh, you know, stars, moons, and, you know, they were able to relate these different things uh, back to eventually relate themselves, relate all that they had acquired in knowledge back to some source. Now, people want to now argue that, you know, God was genderless, he didn't have a gender, but yet still the scriptures are saying that God made man in his image. You know, we still see today that people are still making God in their image. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, it gives a – the way that you just explained it gave a pretty good insight in, as to how man – and when I say man, I mean both men and women – how we are able to, ha- you know, uh, how we are able to live, how we are able to carry out our day-to-day affairs, uh, how we are able to uh, – relate, empathize, uh, and uh, connect to nature and to each other in the world around us. You know, these things just don't just happen. They happen with some some form of study, some form of understanding, uh, some form of uh, knowledge. And I think Adam and I think Adam and eventually Eve, because Eve is uh, Adam separated. Nonetheless, she is his uh, female uh, half. Nonetheless, I think when they eventually found out and realized what was going on, they were able to say, "You know what? The same way, the same questions that we are asking, they asked." Um, because I think at the end of the day, we all want to know where we come from. We all want to know how we got here. Um, people, uh, and I'm going to tie this up in just a minute. People, you know, will say, well, uh, even, you know, that's where all these different religions and things like that come from. But I, I kind of, you know, say now that one of the things that people seem to kind of hit and miss about religion is that like I always say, religion and politics are they kind of like one and the same somehow. Um, and there's truth everywhere. And when you look at uh, what people are calling religion, when I say the religion, I mean these scriptures that we're talking about, even though the book is not religious, 
or it doesn't necessarily specify a religion, but more so an understanding of a particular type of government, you start to understand how these people we came to be, how civil how the civilization that we have today came to be, and why men and why women are functioning the way that we do, especially in America. <laughs> especially in America. Um, on that note, brother, I'll yield back over to you. Praise the Lord. So understanding the twin souls of the Most High Almighty. Now, when we go back over this verse, again, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Now, as you're looking at this, it's saying, in the image of God created he him. What does this mean? Some of these scriptures understand we're not reading out of this book and reading every single word that these people that we refer to as Adam and Eve ever spoke in their entire life. There are things that they recorded on record, and there are things that they have no record of them speaking of, no different than we're doing a recording right now. So as we're recording this on the radio, internet radio, talk show, these are not going to be the only words that all of us say in our entire lives. We have words that we say that are off the record, that are off the recording. So, so don't fall into the trap of thinking that, oh, what was going on? These are the only words that they ever spoke. No, you have to broaden your mind to understand that this was this was what you could refer to as a form of evolution. I'm not saying that we came from monkeys or anything like that. Um, I'm saying this was this is a biblical account of evolution, and you need to have certain tools that only come with the culture. Now, what makes us different than than other groups out there? One of the things that makes us different is some of these groups are basically new creation. Some of these groups don't have a lineage. Our teachers that are... One moment, please. Brother E.K., can you hear me? Yes, sir, brother. Okay, great. I had to put everyone on mute because someone was making noise. Our teachers that were our predecessors brought an ancient lineage, uh, brought, carried over our ancient culture even throughout the transatlantic slave trade. A lot of us don't realize that 
not everything about us was totally wiped out and destroyed during the transatlantic slave trade. There was a lot that was preserved. And ever since we've been on this continent, the said continent, and in the Western Hemisphere uh, by via the transatlantic slave trade, there have been people that have consistently been pointing out that we are the Israelites. And they have preserved that for a couple of hundred years. If you go and study on um, these particular key figures, Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, most people know of Nat Turner, and Denmark Vesey, Vesey or Vesey, however you pronounce it, V-E-S-S-E-Y. These people consistently over a couple of hundred years kept saying, wait a minute, we're the chosen people. We're the people of the Bible. When During those times when they were saying, oh, well, they kept the Bible away from uh, said black people and it was illegal for us to read and all those different things, the important thing to remember is that was a means of concealing our identity from us, from people of our offspring in the future, and from the other people that they're working with. Can you imagine if every slave master was conscious? A lot of them were, but I'm saying if every single one, not all of them were, if they were all conscious that they had the most highest chosen people under their thumb as their slaves, you got to imagine some of them are going to feel guilty at some point. So how we address this with this study group and with who we are as a nation. We deal with sound reasoning, things that make sense, and that is important. So I'm going to go back to this again and speak on this. There was a development period from the original inhabitants of the earth that took thousands of years till we started to formulate communication and language, language being spoken, language being written. It took thousands of years for us to develop. We started to develop calendars, clocks. By the time that you get to the lifetime of the prophet Adam, which would have been somewhere between Six to eight thousand years ago, or I'm just giving a generalized time frame, or perhaps more like it would have been more like twelve to twenty eight thousand years ago. That's a more realistic time frame, but understand there was a development. So, when you read this scripture, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In an image of God created he him. 
Now we're talking about the him, the male soul of the twin souls. This is specified to come first and giving the God attributes to the male first. Now they were created together now. Don't misunderstand. But it's showing you that the man is the first authority figure in the relationship, for lack of a better way to explain it, but the authority figure in the relationship between the male and the female. Now, where we go wrong a lot, a lot of people try to make it as though um, we, we as men should be domineering and, and all of these types of things. No, this woman is your partner. Even when you get to Adam and Eve in the description of the of uh, the woman being taken from the rib, this is as much literal as it is figurative. Now, let me explain. Many people make a joke out of this. If you think of this scientifically, it will make more sense. But understand, at the time of Adam and Eve, they had grown the species, the original inhabitants of this earth, said human beings, had grown to a point where we became civilized with communication, language being written and spoken, and being able to be builders and creators of different things tools, and other things. Well, very key point. Why is it that the female has one more rib than the male? Now, brothers, we all know this, right? This is scientifically proven. She has an extra rib, which allows her to be able to bear children. So whereas you're looking at this and trying to make sense out of it literally, you have to understand that the description of Adam and Eve first is talking about the makeup of men and women, the the nature of men and women as a whole. Figuratively, it's talking about the woman's rightful place is to be at the side of a man because, again, in this verse 27, male and female created he them. There's supposed to be that togetherness. This, they're supposed to be walking next to one another, working in harmony. Brother E.K., what you got? Shalom. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, this is why um, when we look at Scripture, we have to really 
stretch our minds a little bit more to understand the whole context of like what's being spoken of because in the scriptures, yeah, you can see certain things that is literal, but understand that there's creative language that is used to depict certain things and to explain perhaps scientific concepts that may not be able to be squeezed in some of these verses. So perhaps the writers were conscious of that. And let's just say if they were conscious of that. And the other thing is that, like the brother had mentioned, the development period that was occurring that rendered itself all the way to the time where these things are being recorded. So the communication patterns, things that are being spoken of, things that are going to be written down, there's a time period that beyond that scope, no one could have had certain records of before it was even written down. So based on what is written down, you can do deductive reasoning and say to yourself, okay, based on these, what could have, what logical steps in that development process could have happened to make that situation occur the way it's occurring now? So it's no different as we come to the male-female relationship and how when the most high is saying create uh, created he him, male, female, created he him. So it's trying to show you the trajectory of how this male-female relationship is going. But if you don't see it from the scientific perspective of how language, communication, how it's being brought forth to the forefront, then you're going to be confused as to how you say, well, how could the, how could the Most High say in the image of God created he him, then say male afterwards, and then male and female created he them? Right, so it's like, how how do we how do we make sense out of all those? How do we make sense of that of that of those type of things? But the creative language that is there, but nevertheless, the scientific principle that's behind it, you still have to see that, because if you're not putting your mindset in the context of how the writers were seeing these things, then that's when it makes it a little bit more challenging to understand some of the literal connotations, even though it's creative language being spoken of, but understanding the underlying meaning of what it's trying to explain. So it's like, you know, that's why it, it, it takes, and and again, this doesn't mean that for those who may not understand, that doesn't mean that that's not, that it's not impossible to do. What I'm saying is it has to stretch your mind a little bit. Because we get caught up sometimes. We're like, well, how do we know we can prove that? How do we know we can, if it's true or whatever the case may be? But we just are explaining that there's a period that occurred, like the brother just mentioned, that things was not recorded. It's no different than you examine any other culture. And unless you were among the people that founded that culture, you can be on the outside looking in and may not understand the whole full spectrum, even though there's things that are recorded. There's a whole period of things that were not recorded that uh, resonated within people that are walking the earth or who walked the earth that may not have had a transcript of that, experiences of things that they lived at that time. So the scriptures is no different. As we come to this time period, it's no different. So when we come to the Adam and Eve situation, it is a development period of all the men and women that is represented by these two quote-unquote entities 
to explain the nature of how men and women work together and how they have been recreated from the image of the Most High. And so when we see these things play out, you can see that, oh, in the great day, over 24,000 years or less, or like Brother, I mentioned, 12,000 years to uh, uh, over a little bit more of that, we can see the development of the male-female relationship. So then when we get to the book of Genesis, when we are summarizing the development period, because that's the other thing that we also have to keep in mind. Remember, in the first chapter of Genesis, only 31 verses. So you got to squeeze over 12,000 years of the development period of what took place on this earth in 31 verses. All of the intricate scientific principles of the earth, the firmament, everything that you see or hear about or experience, you have to condense that in 31 verses. So when you think about it from that vantage point, you can see that you have to summarize things to make it more coherent for the reader or for the individual that's understanding these things. And so when we get to the Adam and Eve situation, we're seeing, okay, well, Adam and Eve, but would that mean there was only two people on the earth? No. It just means that they are the representation, like Bert mentioned, the representation of the male-female archetype of the Most High, representing the male aspect, representing the female aspect, being carried out through nature over the course of over 12,000-plus years. So that's what we're seeing when we're reading these scriptures about how the male-female relationships is being developed, or even other aspects of government, other aspects of law, other aspects of commercial activities, when we're reading these scriptures and understanding how everything kind of works itself out in our youth. Praise the Lord. I want to take our minds somewhere. Let's look at this and let's debunk some of this modern-day science. Let's make sense out of this. When you hear us speaking of a 12 to 28,000-year period, I'm going to explain to you why we can verify that. I'm going to explain to you the great day of a 24,000, approximately a little over 24,000-year cycle. You can round it off to 25,000 years. I want to explain that, okay? Number one, Misconception about history. Where is the said Garden of Eden? Now, according to the scriptures, it tells you exactly where this was at. Genesis chapter 2, verse beginning at verse 10. One moment. Genesis chapter 2, beginning at verse 10. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from hence there it was parted and became into four heads. So this was a four-headed river, meaning there were four separate streams coming out of it. The name of the first is Pizan. That is which compasses the whole land of Hivala, where there is gold. 
hold that. This topic is legal tender. So one of the things I want to point out to you is that in the very beginning, they're denoting in the scriptures where life began. That's one. And they're pointing out in this verse gold. Why is that important? Because what is the standard of currency, of money, all over the planet to this very day? It is gold. Gold and silver, to be specific, are the two standards. And what you're going to find out as you keep up with this Bible study, you're going to find out that gold and silver were instituted by Hebrews as the standard of currency all over the earth, and it still exists today as real money. Reads on as follows, verse 12. And the gold of that land is good. There's bedellum and the onyx stone. And the name of the second river is Jihan, the same is it that compasseth the whole land of Ethiopia? I'll stop there. So the region of where Ethiopia is today is there's a region. Now, we're not just talking about that specific place. What you have to understand is during that time, all of the said continents were one. You all know of it as Pangaea, but all the said continents were one. They were all together. So the first signs of life, actually what they're calling the Middle East today, they have the Suez Canal. Anytime you see uh, the word canal, that is a man-made body of water. That's not a natural nature phenomenon like a river or ocean. A canal is a man-made phenomenon. So they have the Suez Canal over there. When all the continents were together, when there was one land mass, the center point of that land mass, the very center, is where life began. As the continents started to spread and there were river uh, masses and oceans being developed, the place where you're calling Ethiopia has these four rivers that still have the same names. Two of them still have the same names today that they did thousands of years ago. And this is the region where life began. Now, why is this important? Why am I saying this? The said Middle East is actually northeast Africa. So when you hear all these people talking about, well, the the original people on the earth were black people, that is very true. We came from Africa. Uh, The original people were born in Africa. Yes, that's true. We all know, even on the map today, Ethiopia is in Africa. But the point that I want to make and point out this very specific is that it was a region. It wasn't just, we're talking about 
those four rivers and, and where they extend. We're not just talking about, you know, uh, the Nile Valley region or something like that. We're talking about this entire place was where the original inhabitants were first placed on the earth. Next, you hear about Lucy, the original black woman that scientists of today say is 1.3 million years ago. Brother Shedrick, is it 1.3 million years old? Or 1.7, I can't remember. Do any of the brothers remember? I'm not necessarily sure. I can't recall, brother. Okay, I can't recall, but it's 1 point something million. I want to say 1.3 million, but whatever the case is, over a million years old. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's, Let's look at this. Now, we've been trusting these European scientists as our measure of things that have happened historically in time. Now, let's use common sense. You say Lucy is one point whatever million years old. They say that there's another aboriginal said black woman that they found that might be even older than Lucy. Okay, I'm just going to deal with Lucy because most of us know that. If you can actually calculate how old she is, why is it or how is it possible that you could know that if she couldn't even write down her own birth date, if she didn't have a language, if she didn't have a a calendar, a system of writing? How is it you can calculate it by using just bones. The best you can do is give an estimate. How is it if if there's no actual civilization on the earth that have writing tools, have functional written languages, don't appear until 28,000, around 28,000, between 12 and 28,000 years on this earth? 12 and 28,000 years ago on this earth. I will explain the 12 to 28,000 years in a moment. How is it possible you can know this? E.K., how is it possible you can know how old these bones are if the people whose bones they are didn't write it down? Can you explain this to me? I can't, brother. I really can't. Does it make sense to you? that they could, how how can they gauge it? Does that make sense to you? Can't because the, it, yeah, you really, you really can't. Because like, again, it's like at that time period there was no, again, there was, you're still dealing with a development period on top of that. On top of that, it's like there was no way to really calculate or even be able to no one was even there. No one was even there yet to even be able to fathom the thought to write some of these things down of their existence at that time period. So to say you can do that now, you yeah, you're kind of stretching it. So yeah, that's as far as I could go with that, bro. Well, let's give it a shot and see we if we can 
support their theory. Here's a, a possible way that they could do it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna debunk this as well. Here's a possible way: you can use math, mathematics, and science to judge aging aging periods of bones that are likened unto such bones as they found. For instance, let's say somebody died uh, yesterday, and they get the bones. Then they watch the aging period of those bones. Now they can take that and then try to guess or multiply, mathematically multiply how long ago Lucy's bones would have been here on the earth. But wait a minute. If the deterioration is not the same because the climate is not the same a million years ago, the climate of the earth is not the same 30,000 years ago, you still are, cannot come up with an accurate depiction of how old, old these bones are, and they're still in good condition. You just It's just damn near impossible if you don't have people that were in a civilized condition able to write these things down and use calendars and what have you to give you an idea of how old they were. So... It would make sense that they that Lucy would not be maybe a million years old, maybe or maybe not. But my point is, you have to be able to look at this more accurately. Now, dealing with the calendar, here's the problem: the Earth and its axis, it's it's a twenty three point five degree tilt. You have to be able to pinpoint approximately when that happened. How long ago did that happen? Now, again, we're talking about let's just realistically now. We're talking about people that have to be able to write down calendars and things like that and have to be um, scientifically developed enough to be able to record this. Here's what happened. There were celestial beings that did not have full three-dimensional form as do we today. The earth was on its axis upright. The spin of the earth was at a different speed. The beings had a different vibrational rate, just as in quantum physics, this is a proven fact, what I'm going to share with you. If you speed up your vibration of your physical form, if you speed up any solid object, in speed, it starts to turn into light. It eventually can go so fast that you cannot see it with the visible eye. But here's the other point. If you can match the speed that turns 
with your hand that can vibrate so fast that it can turn into light, science proves that you can stick your hand through a solid wall because of the vibrational speed. So things that become more solid, as the scriptures describe the firmament and what have you, and it describes this as these celestial beings began to take physical form. When they began to take physical form, their vibrational rate had to change to be stuck in a solid form as we are in today. Fall of man. The earth tilts. The vibrational rate changes. But the intelligence that we originally had as celestial beings is another depth of why you are looking and reading in the scriptures that these were God-like beings. If the creator is saying, let us make man in our image, and the creator is not in a physical form, the original beings did not yet have physical forms they were celestial beings. I hope that makes sense. Now, the calculation is lunar calendars versus solar calendars. So lunar calendars versus solar calendars can be off by thousands upon thousands of years. Now, what happened in history, um, I forget what year it was, but if you look up Pope Gregory the First. He at the calendar that we're using over here in America is the Gregorian calendar, which is a solar calendar, meaning is traced by the is calculated by the sun. Okay, now the lunar calendar goes by the lunar cycles, and the original calendar that existed on this earth tracked both solar and lunar and the original calendar was based on 360 degrees of a perfect circle being divided in 12 uh, portions and each 12 uh, each uh, slice of the pie if you would represents a particular amount of time which is about, uh, what is it, 2,493 miles, minutes, excuse me, something of that nature. It's not in my mind right now. I'll come back to it. Years, excuse me, it's years, 2,493 years in 12 different sections which will bring you to how the original clock was made and these particular slices of 12 different sections um, being broken down into years. Each represents 30 degrees. Each month would have been 30 days. 
So you have 12 days, I mean, excuse me, 12 months, 30 days apiece, representing 30 degrees. Each month of 30 days represents 30 degrees. The complete revolution is 360 degrees. So when they created the original calendar, and I'm not talking about Enoch's calendar. When they created the original calendar, it was 12 perfect sections of a complete 360-degree circle broken down into 30 degrees each, which made the reason why we were counting 30 days per year I mean, per month, excuse me, 2,000, over 2,400 uh, years per 30 degrees. And one complete cycle of that would be over 24,000 years. Hopefully I'm explaining this well enough. Over 24,000 years, is how the modern-day clock or all clocks were created, where you see, if you go look at your, your, um, your old clocks where they actually have the 1 through 12, but it's representing 24 hours. That's going with the rotation of the Earth, the original rotation of the Earth before the axis tilted would have lined up everything in nature with 360 degrees with 30 days and uh, per month and everything was at perfect calendar uh, counter. Now, when you go to just a solar calendar or just a lunar calendar, now your times are significantly off. So what they did here in America and uh, Pope Gre uh, Gregory, he added 586 years to the calendar. So you think that we're in 2018. You have to subtract 586 years first in order to get back to what the original calendar would tell you where we're at. I won't go into that today. We're talking about the creation. Now, 24 hours in a day, the days are supposed to have 12 hours of sunlight, 12 hours of nighttime. They added five extra, actually, they began this calendar of five extra days in Egypt. When the earth had tilted and the, the uh, Hemetic, Egyptian, Kemetic scientists came up with their version of the calendar, they were the original ones to ha have the 360-day 65-day calendar. America has that calendar because they are relative to those Egyptians. You know what? We've been on here an hour now. This is why you can look at history and argue all of these points about calendar this, calendar that, how many years this is or is not. But the one thing that is constant, if there is no one on the earth with functional writing systems 
that can in calendars that can date who and what they were at that time, you cannot gauge how old the actual people on this earth actually are. But you can gauge the original times of functional civilization beginning with language, so on and so forth. I don't want to keep us too long. I want to say one other thing. A lot of people point to Egypt as the first civilization. And so they there's an assumption that Egypt is in Egyptian writings are older than the scriptural writings and that the Bible was stolen from Egyptian hieroglyphics. Okay, let, let's look. Medunetter, let me, with all due respect, I'm not here to debate this. I just want to show you some things so that you can think about. Is there a people walking this earth today that speak a language called Medunetter? I would beg to tell you there is not. For centuries, there have been scientists who have said that the Medunetter could not even be translated. But in order to translate it, it's not about trying to figure it out today and get in guesswork. How about you go to the people that speak the language? Simple. So now we have a problem in matching language if you don't understand what, what I'm saying here as the beginning of creation and civilization. If you stop right at Egypt, Sumerian and Babylonian history predate and civilization of Sumerian and Babylonian Civilization predates Egypt by thousands of years. The phonetic language was being used in Babylon and Sumer before Egypt came into existence. Babylon and Sumer are written up in the scriptures as being a part of Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia became at one point an empire that held many regions all over the earth because these were the original inhabitants of the earth. They settled in the middle of the earth, the, the middle earth, the middle of the original landmass. And they started to develop over thousands of years, and eventually you wind up to the point where they have written language. They have calendars. They have civilization and banking and trading and commerce. Whatever you see civilization, civilization equals government, law, and commerce. And wherever you see the presence of that throughout history, a form of government, a form of law, and a form of commerce 
you're looking at civilization. And what I'm saying to you is that Babylon and Sumer included those those three elements, government, law, commerce, and they were part of Mesopotamia. So you can go back and trace, according to our modern-day calendar, between 12 to 28,000 years ago, and you will see that the phonetic uh, language was being spoken, was being written, and it still exists today. You can go to people on this earth that speak this language, share this language, and have preserved it from its origin. No disrespect to Medinetter, but there is a major conflict because people don't know if they can translate it or not. Here's the easy way to handle it. Go to people and find out can they speak it. They should exist somewhere. I don't know. We have a great deal to cover with this subject. And I have to tell you, I didn't think I was properly prepared, but we covered a lot of things here. I hope you got something out of this. We'll return next week, same time. Thank you for being here. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.